Hey, welcome to today's podcast. So when you had weird shit happen to you growing up, weird shit is going to trigger you (laughs) as an adult, right? Wait till you hear this one. Oh my God. You never believe what something so seemingly harmless, like it's just an everyday thing happening, can send you flying off the handles, right? I'm going to share what to look for because these kinds of shadows are so much harder to pin down. We write them off as so many other things. Sometimes we do it ourselves. Sometimes the people around us actually make us do that too. And I'll explain why and how to help yourself through it so it stops wrecking your day, which is in fact wrecking your life for however long it goes on for. (laughs) You may not still prefer this thing happening, but it doesn't have to crush you. So now this type of shadow is harder to get a hold of because it triggers from normal mundane things. Could be a certain smell, a certain food, anything that would be seemingly not a big deal to another person. And you need to be aware of this because with this type of wound, others and even ourselves will make us feel crazy (laughs) that you are too picky, just being difficult. It's always something with you that you're just being dramatic and you will believe it because you know logically that shouldn't be a big deal. Because I know this is like funny, but like, you know, we have these irrational moments. Do you want to know who is also totally irrational? Kids, right? You cut the, the bread into like two halves instead of like, you know, triangles. Fly off the handle. Well, guess what? We all have an inner child that is totally irrational about things. <laughs> And when you've had a lot of these micro weird moments of psychological and physical abuse, some of these little mundane things and issues that other people take for granted are not a big deal, are a big deal for you. And then you feel guilt and shame because other people just seem to handle it and go with the flow and get over things. Other people don't even notice the shit, but you do. (laughs) And then you feel like something's wrong with you, that you're always messing up the plans, that you're always having an issue with something. And it's not to say that you don't need to work on your reactions, on how we see it or how we deal with it, but we also need to build up an awareness and practice giving ourselves compassion for the messages that our emotions are giving us, because that's what it is. It's signals and messages that we give ourselves that something isn't right underneath the surface. And even if you didn't have a particularly traumatic childhood, you still went through individual situations that is going to make you see something totally different than the person next to you. This came up recently on a family trip. Holy hell, listen to this. (laughs) So my husband, my kid, and I are visiting out of the U.S. where my husband works throughout the year. After two years of being here, 
My husband does things more like locals than like a tourist. So we are staying in a long-term rental in more of like a locals area. It's a little condo apartment thing, like an Airbnb, like super low key, very simple, but has exactly what we need. After my spiritual awakening, I need so much less shit than I always thought I did. And I realized as much as that's true, I still recognize that my trauma and conditioning has still created needs and not all are bad ones. We are all allowed to have preferences. It's the losing your ever loving shit (laughs) when you can't get the preferences that our nervous system healing, shadow work and inner child healing come into play to help you handle and react better when it doesn't happen the way that we prefer, right? Like I've noticed that it's usually fears that something bad is going to happen because we don't have this particular thing or something is not happening the way we pictured it, right? There's, there's fears that come up, even subconsciously. And as much as we want to catch the spin out, our ego does not want to face all the underlying stories that are actually causing the reaction. It's painful. Our ego is, is always in protective mode and it's very hard to get around that automatic protection plan. So we write it off as other things. Well, spirit made it very freaking clear <laughs> what was going on this time. Triggers start as a whisper until it, it's eventually like a heavy metal drum solo <laughs> that we have to look at, right? So we're staying in this place that's much different than places in the U.S. Like when you go out of the country, how electricity is treated, air conditioning, stuff that we take for granted, how it's done in other places work differently. So the AC had a few issues going on and I am a super light sleeper and I kept hearing it like freeze up. And if I hear anything, anything, I am awake. And I have a hard time going back to sleep. Come to think of it, I wonder if that's another freaking trauma response. Like like hypervigilance. Hmm. Well, I'll let you know on another podcast episode, I'm sure. So I didn't sleep well. And so my nervous system was already off. And I'm aware of that and could feel more sensitivity But I work out in the morning to get some good brain chemicals going. And then I go and I get a shower. Ah, yes, yes, shower. That will will help reset me. Well, the hot water is even different. (laughs) And it comes out kind of crazy. Ah, another hit to my nervous system (laughs) and mental state. Okay, reset again. Then I'm taking my shower. And the bathroom light just turned off. I'm like... What the hell was that? (laughs) I guess they have some like weird sensor thing on the lights and it kept turning off like every two minutes. And I started with irritation, (laughs) slightly angry, but I got through it. We called to have someone look at it. Can't get there till Friday. It's Wednesday. (laughs) It felt like I was getting screwed over. It did. 
I had no idea what was really happening for me. Listen, I go to take another shower later on in the day and the emotional response changed. Like it turned off again, the light. My body dropped immediately into despair and I wanted to cry like immediately every time the light went off when it came back on the feeling pretty much went away then off again back again at such a level that I heard the words in my head this is like Chinese water torture (laughs) I know that sounds so fucking dramatic right it felt like torture to me or at least some part of me so I'm telling my husband that I am having like a complete meltdown and I know from healing that if you go zero to a hundred punishment doesn't fit the crime you are in meltdown mode but no one is actually like harming you like actually harming you it's from the past Something is getting reactivated. You are reactive. I was aware enough to be like, this is not a normal reaction to what is happening. I know, like, what the fuck is normal anyway, right? (laughs) But you know what I mean. Like, the math ain't mathing here. Like, no one was like, you know, chasing me with a knife. You know what I mean? (laughs) But in my head, it was. I know. So like the crazy person that I am, (laughs) I start chasing that trigger down. I went into the bathroom and I start observing myself as the light went out. I know it sounds like insane, like, but it was like I was doing my own, like, you know, like, like a, a test or something. And I'm like, what am I feeling? Despair, sadness, a little fear. I just wanted to cry my eyes out. And I stay and I search my head for what's really happening here. Well, I start to see a vision of when I was a little kid and I had a mentally unwell step parent. I've talked about in other episodes. Um, We had a bathroom at the time that had a light switch outside of the door. Brace for this mental image. She would turn the lights out on me while I took a bath and there was no windows. So it was pitch black. And there I sat frozen because she was abusive. I was even afraid to say anything and possibly make it worse and set her off. Do you know what I mean? Like damned if you do, damned if you don't. And if you lived in a crazy volatile environment like that, I am so sorry that you understand what I'm saying, friend. So I just sat there. Like, I I must have been like seven years old, something like that. I just sat there in the bathtub, scared to be in the dark and crying in despair that this was my fucking life and that no one was saving me from this crazy shit. I could feel it all. Oh my God, I was having like a fucking PTSD episode. And it can look like, ah, spoiled American can't just be patient, so dramatic, (laughs) nah, (laughs) like maybe there's some of that too, but no, when you have crazy weird shit happen in your formative years, 
crazy weird shit is going to take on a whole new meaning for you. And your triggers are the only way for your body to let you know that it's still sitting there un- unprocessed. When I saw child me and I saw what she was going through, I broke. And I was like, oh my God, this is what you were going through every time these lights turned out on you unknowingly? My God, how scary and how awful this felt for you. You were fucking panicking. Oh, I am so sorry. Do you hear the compassion that I am giving my inner child and myself? I put my hand on my heart and I was trying to get ready so I was like, listen, I see you now. I am so thankful you brought this to my attention. And I am so sorry again. I am going to help you as soon as I get ready, okay? Did you know that you could do that? <laughs> you can tell your inner child. Say, like, if you're not in a place or position where you can do shadow work properly, others are around, whatever. Let your inner child know that. That you can help them. Even if you're saying it mentally. Doesn't matter. Um, You can help calm them down. Until you can. Sounds crazy. Totally freaking works. (laughs) So I tell my husband to go take our kid to the beach while I stay and meditate. I put on a guided meditation. Jason Stevenson. Oh my God. Look him up on YouTube. In his, uh, the one I used this time was inner child guided meditation, quick and beautiful. I love this man's work. It, oh, he's just so damn soothing. And I use it as like a background for me. Like w- when you start doing this enough, you will know what your inner child needs and you'll kind of have this like thing that you do. So first I went in and visualized the original scene in the bathtub as her like looking through her eyes looking around the room and seeing what she was seeing so I could then validate what she saw and how she was feeling first just like we do when we conscious parent our kids that's that's where it comes from (laughs) that's why like I kind of know what to do because I'm doing it with my own inner child so Then I felt everything she was feeling. And I naturally went into a rocking motion. Like when you pull your knees in, which we now know is a post-traumatic position to help your nervous system like reset. Um, I felt all the fear, all the confusion, the anxiety, the despair. I felt it all. It was freaking horrible. I bawled my eyes out. She cried at the time but she couldn't be too loud. She couldn't let all of it out because when you're with a person that's not mentally okay, it's not safe to be upset. How many of us know what that is? Oh my God. You are forced to pretend you are regulated so they stay as regulated as possible. It's your survival on the line, which is totally ridiculous that it's this way, the adult, Versus the kid. And this is why I post parenting shit. (laughs) So, So I finally allowed her to get everything out that she had been holding on to. Because that when that goes unchecked, 
adult us is holding on to all of that emotional baggage. So next, I go in as my adult self to help reparent her. I just did what came naturally. What I would say to my kid or any kid, even if you don't have kids, any kid that you saw dealing with something crazy like this, I would, I am so sorry. This is fucking crazy. And you did not deserve this. No one deserves this. I see you are so scared and sad. And you keep asking for someone to save you and no one shows up. And you feel so alone. I am so sorry that I could not help you then. I am here now. And I am honest with her as I would want. You don't know this right now. But the very first opportunity I get to get you out of here, I'm going to take it. You will be scared to leave here, as crazy as that sounds, and they will make you feel badly for doing so. But I swear to you, I will do it. And we will change our entire lives and we will leave everything we know, all of our friends, and it will feel scary, but I will get us out of here and you will be safe. Not perfect but you will be safe. I am sorry. I can't take you away this moment, but I am here now to tell you that you are loved and it's going to get better. I promise you. Can I give you a hug? Another nervous system reset, hugging yourself and gentle butterfly taps with your fingers on your chest. Soothe then you soothe now you. I picture what I would do to my son, maybe softly pat his hair, comforting them. Remember, your brain does not know the difference between imagination and reality. So use that shit. (laughs) Validate, comfort, and save them. Even if you can't in that moment, Let them know you will save them and things are going to get better and better because you will have them now. And now that they are regulated, just like our kids, now that they're regulated and they feel safe and calm down, I can then explain that when the lights go out now, it's not because someone is trying to purposely hurt you. This may happen but you are safe now. And if she feels scared, I can help her. She has a voice now. I'm here for her now. So at the end of the guided meditation, he asks if you want to ask your inner child anything else before you come out of meditation. And I was like, hmm, yeah. Um, could you tell me a little sooner and clearer when something is scary for you? (laughs) Can you give like more of a heads up than going through? Then I asked something of her that I don't think I've heard anyone else say in inner child healing. I asked if she could also let me know when I'm doing something right, something that she likes that she didn't get. I would appreciate knowing that she is happy because something Sometimes like I do sometimes and it feels foreign or weird to me to like do something, but it might feel right for her and this would be helpful to me. 
Wouldn't it be awesome to not just get triggered, but to feel childlike joy too when we've done something good by our inner child, right? So then like a half a box of tissues later, (laughs) I went into the bathroom to freshen up and the light turned off. And guess what? It was gone. It was neutral. I didn't have the crazy reaction. Healing is mind-blowing, friend. I swear to God. And it's not that like I prefer the light to keep going out. It's just not losing my shit over it. There's a difference, right? So now wait for this next part. The rest of the day, the light did not turn out. (laughs) My husband was like, you're fucking kidding me. I was, I was looking around laughing. Well played spirit. Well played. (laughs) So if some out there stuff happened to you too, I am so sorry, friend, please allow me to validate you. I am so sorry that seemingly normal things were made to feel unsafe for you. You did not deserve that. And you are not alone. Go in and honor what they went through and give them everything they needed but didn't get. These triggers may not make sense to others and that's okay. The message is only for you. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Next time you're feeling like you are going crazy, Chase the crazy down, watch it, and then help your inner child with whatever they might be going through. I'm sending you so much love and healing as always. See you on the next one, friend.